Hi, this is Millie, and you're listening to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word, and I will put all this in the show notes. Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. Um, I sound a little stuffy. I'm sorry. I just got up a little while ago and I have other things going on and that's why I'm stuffy. <laughs> not the C word, though. It's not the C word. Anyway, <clears throat> so I said I had podcasters block in my last podcast, so I couldn't think of topics. But I just put a post on my Instagram page, which, woohoo, 12,000 followers. Not so shabby for how many years now? I don't know, like two or three. Um, it's almost three, I think. In August, I think I, I uh, started this page. Um, I put a post about the mothers in competition with the daughters and the daughters-in-law, which sounds insane, especially a mother being in competition with her own daughter, because a healthy mother always wishes the best for their daughter, wishes that their daughter surpasses them in education, economics, and everything. We are supposed to want the best for our children. And it's not as supposed to as in it's a rule. It's a supposed to as in it's supposed to come naturally to us to love our children in that way. That we want them to do better than us. Our narcissistic mothers wanted us to be below them in every way, okay? And one of the ways that they took it out on us was physically. They wanted us to be less than them physically, okay? So if you ever felt, and I know that for some of you, it's the first time you're going to hear these words And you're going to be like, oh, my God, because I remember the first time I heard them and I thought, oh, my God, because I couldn't believe it. And at the same time, it was 100 percent the truth. If you've ever felt like your mom was jealous of you. You are right. She was jealous of you. I know that the majority of my listeners are women. Um, I am hoping not to leave the guys out. But this one is is for daughters of narcissistic mothers, okay? It's for it's for my my specific subset of um children of narcissistic parents, the daughter of a narcissistic mother. There's a definite competition there that they created. Um and you feel it sometimes, but you think to yourself, this can't be right. And sometimes it's not even anything they say. It's just a feeling you get. 
an expression on their face when you say something. Um, for me, I think it was the first time I really noticed it. Um, I was in my 30s and I was talking to her about my husband and how lucky I had gotten to have met him. What a good decision it was for me to have gotten divorced from, you know, toxic husband, number one. Um, or I should say toxic husband, because number two is not toxic. Um, and it was the look that she gave me. And I thought to myself, is, is, I feel envy from her. I feel it. But I thought to myself, that can't be right. She's my mother. She wants the best for me. That's what we think. That's what we want. That's what we hope for. But we don't always get it. You know, we just don't. We don't always get the love and support that we think we should get from our mothers. Instead, we are someone to be in competition with in their minds but we're not in competition with them so we don't see it right they're the ones that are competing okay and what if it happens that you are prettier than they were you know i know that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and i truly believe that but what if you're just prettier than her Okay, there's no no other way around that statement. What if you just were, you know, and are? You have nicer skin. You have better hair in her, you know, what she considers good hair, right? Like my mother. Okay, this is not me talking. I'm talking like my mother thought. My mother... um was racist. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That's another trait of narcissism. It should be there, racism. But um, being that my mother's Cuban, Cubans are racist to begin with, okay? A lot of them. Um, I know that stereotypes are wrong, but stereotypes in a lot of cases come out of the truth. And that's just the way life works, right? Um, I belong to several stereotypes and it just is what it is and I'm fine with it. And it's, you know, we can't go around in life just being angry at everything that is said. I mean, if you watch a stand-up comedian now, you know, certain stand-up comedians nowadays, you'd be offended by everything they said and their jokes. We have to live our life as if everything we hear is a freaking stand-up comedian's joke. Because we can't get upset at everything. People think differently. They may be wrong and ignorant, but they think differently. We're not going to change the way they think. Have you gotten into a Facebook fight? You're not going to change anybody's minds. So, how about we think that way and, and, um move on with our lives. But going back to what I was saying, my mother was very racist. Um, My mother was, and and I'm only saying this to to, to pinpoint how wrong 
and how ironic, if the word, the best word there is ironic. My mother is Latin looking, right? You can look at my mother and assume by her looks that she is not white. You know, she's not Caucasian. She's Latin or that she's not like European or something. She's Latin. She has the olive skinned, the olive toned skinned, um, the, the, you know, the full, full lips and the wider nose and curly dark hair, dark eyes. She looked Latin. Looked. For those of you that don't know, she passed away in September. So these podcasts have become a little bit easier. Uh, as far as talking about her once she passed. Because I, I don't really know what happens after you die, but she can't do anything to me now. <laughs> right? I mean, if she can hear it, fine, let her hear it. But I, I really don't think that's what happens after you die anyway. But um, <laughs> uh, it, it does become easier to to express your feelings about a person who's dead. Um and I know that some of you, and I do feel for you, um, in the sense that you're with your mom, you're young, and your mom is still young. And, you know, some of you may may have mothers my age, and I'm 47. And, you know, that's a long time. <laughs> that's a long time to think um, in the future about dealing with her and I get that and and I feel bad for you, but there are ways um to deal with a narcissist. The most effective, of course, is not to deal with the narcissist at all so that you can heal and they can't hurt you. Go back and look at my last no contact uh podcast and listen to that um, okay, so the competition, so my mother is more Latin looking. My father is very white looking, Caucasian, very light skin, you know, the kind of pink skin. Um, you know, you burn in the sun, you don't tan. Um, he was mistaken for every nationality under the sun when we would go somewhere, either Irish or European nationalities because it's hard to it's you look at my dad and you can't tell what he is right he just doesn't have a specific look to him right he just people would automatically adopt him into their nationality oh he's Greek or he's he's Irish and I saw that with my two eyes um because my parent my dad's also Cuban but his uh DNA background if you guys have done um ancestry there's a terribly interesting function to it now there's a function to it now um that tells you parent one and parent two and then what you're made up of like what your background is or what you know what countries your uh ancestry is from Mine is typical Cuban, you know, Spain, Portugal, and then a lot of little, you know, other countries. And 
so now you can actually see and you can if if you if you have two di- parents of different nationalities you'll be able to see oh yeah parent 1 is mom parent 2 is dad it's so cool i really love that they did that because i even though both of my parents are cuban and they have similar ancestry i could tell which one my mother was i know because my mother talks about having a great grandmother who was from china so i know that i have chinese in my blood and well the chinese did come out um that's one of the many things that she told me that was actually true i i was able to confirm that with um a cousin of mine i hadn't spoken to since i was little um she told me that that was in fact true and it came out in the ancestry and so i know which parent is which it's really cool so anyway even with ancestry i'm able to really prove my dad is more he gave me more of the spain more of less of the portugal my mother gave me more portugal um my dad is all of the european countries that come that are in my ancestry my mom has a lot of the indigenous um a lot of the you know a lot of the the countries that she would consider undesirable okay not me i am proud whatever my ancestry is right and the bottom line is depending on your belief system if you're christian then don't listen to this okay I don't want to offend anybody, but if, if, so I'm giving you a chance to kind of fast forward a little. If you are not, if you, if you're not Christian or you believe in science, then we all came from Africa and that's okay, right? We were, all of us originated from Africa. Um, but I have Northern African, you know, percentages, small, but they're there. So like Morocco and those countries, you know, that's my ancestry too. Anyway, um, so I still haven't gotten to the part of the jealousy thing, okay? So I don't look like my mother. I look like my father. I have, well, I had, I'm in... I'm in perimenopause, which has ruined my skin, and I have an autoimmune disorder that ruins your skin, so my skin is no longer the beautiful skin I used to have that I can only recognize now, right? When I was growing up, I hated myself so much, and and I look at pictures and I go, oh my God, what did I hate about myself? I should have loved myself, but I guess if I did, I would have been toxic, and okay, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, I have the milky, that creamy, what, peaches and cream skin, right? I used to wear, if I went somewhere, put foundation on and maybe blush and some, you know, I'd wear uh, eyeshadow and stuff. But, I mean, my skin was perfect. Oh, to be young again. Um, And my mother hated the fact that I looked like my father. She hated it because she knew that I was prettier than her. At least in her opinion, I was prettier than her. Okay. Um, I've seen pictures of her or I saw a picture of her when she was about 17, I believe. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, I get what she sees, right? I I understand where there's my cat again. Um, I get what, what she sees. So, life wasn't easy for me. The first thing is, uh, when I was about 12 and I started to wake up to, oh, I'm a girl and I like boys... Um, I wasn't allowed to wear any kind of makeup. Now, at 12, I understand that you shouldn't be going out looking like a clown, but a light brown eyeliner that you couldn't see, right, under your lashes, and a pink lipstick that was invisible because it was the same exact color as my lips, you had to get up close to see that there was something on my lips. Um, I wasn't allowed to wear. So um, that was one thing. I couldn't shave my legs, right? I finally, one day, I did it by myself. I cut up my legs. Instead of her teaching me how to shave my legs like I did with my daughter, I I had to learn do it behind her back. And I cut myself up and... Well, anyway, um, the worst thing that happened, and maybe some of you have this experience as well, is my mother didn't allow my father to have a relationship with me because in their sick, backwards minds, we are competition for them with our own fathers. Um, and that is sick because I loved my father because he was my father. I had no other feelings and I was very young. When I was 13 and I got my first period, that was the last time I spoke to my dad or not spoke, but I mean, had any, at 13, I wasn't having deep conversations with him. But it was the last time he took me fishing was the day I got my period because we had the plan and I got my period that morning for the first time and we went fishing. But that was the last time we went anywhere together, just me and him. It was just not allowed. Um, My mother destroyed my relationship with my father. She didn't let me have one. The result of that was when my daughter got her period, I begged my mother. I said, don't. Now listen to what I said. I said, don't let him not talk to Emily because she got her period. And not knowing that it wasn't him, it was her. It was her who did it. So part of the competition isn't only with other guys. It it was with my own father, okay? My own father. I didn't want him the way she wanted him. It's so sick. Okay. So, I had a boyfriend in high school, right? When I was 15, I met this boy, and he was exactly what my mother would have wanted for herself is is how I can put it best. He was tall, 
He had green eyes. He was very good looking. I mean, to this day, he is a good looking guy. Um, He was not meant for me, that's for sure. I mean, I dated him in high school, but... I we broke up more than um, this is a friend the friend that introduced us actually makes the joke still to this day that we were together we were broken up more than we were together that was because we didn't belong together right we were very di- I was going to say different but the problem wasn't that we were different it was that we were the same um we looked alike people were asked if he was my brother which was weird but I didn't have those feelings for him. I just couldn't recognize that because it was my first relationship. Um, and no, I did not have sex with him. So thank God, you know, because that would have been gross. Because it was, I had that kind of familial feeling with him. I wonder if he ever does ancestry, if it comes out that we're related somehow. Anyhow. <laughs> um, but my mother liked him. So much so that years after we were broken up, I mean, I was literally still married already to my first husband. She would still talk to him on the phone, okay? Like, he would call on her birthday. She would call him on his birthday. And as as life would have it, she died on his birthday, I hate that he she died on his birthday. I would have preferred that she died on any day that had no meaning. But the most problematic thing is that she died. And, and I don't know exactly what happened or how she died. But dying on his birthday, his birthday is two weeks before my birthday. Okay. And a, a week and, and a few days before hers. Anyway, so she continued talking to him, which I was found weird. And there you go. That That's where my suspicion is that she probably had feelings for him while I was going out with him. And he was a, he was one year younger than me. So pretty sick, right? Again, but these narcissistic women don't, don't see that now she didn't act on it not that i'm aware of okay and i'll repeat not that i'm aware of i at this point i nothing would surprise me like if i were to find out that they slept together after i got married or something weird happened yikes you know (laughs) but you never know these these narcissistic women would do stuff like that you know um but again, the jealousy and the competition, they don't want you to be happy. Um, another thing she was competitive with me about was the fact that she was a teacher and I became a teacher. She was a teacher for, okay, the best I can describe it is how I saw it in my head because that's the way she saw it. She described it. Was Little House on the Prairie, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, was a TV show um, in the 80s in the U.S. And it was during, oh Jesus, I don't want to say what time period it was, but it was 
maybe late 1800s, early 1900s. I hope I'm right. Um, And there was like a schoolhouse in the middle of nowhere where they taught all kids, right? There wasn't, it wasn't like schools like there are now. It was one schoolhouse and first through whatever grade were all taught there. Well, my mother taught that way. She taught in the in in the middle of nowhere. It was all dirt, and she taught kids in in like first through sixth grade or something like that. So she would love to bring that up all the time when I would complain about me teaching. I was teaching algebra and geometry to ninth and tenth grade high school kids at a public school. There's no comparison. Okay, they just you can't compete there because there's no comparison. I had a very difficult job, and any of you that are listening to their teachers know it. It doesn't matter what grade level really, but I did have teenagers. Okay, so I was dealing with the hardest grades and and to top it all off, I taught the kids that had uh, the intensive kids that had the issues in math. So, they walked in day 1 hating me because they hated math. Okay, so I don't I, I I was screwed all all around when it came to teaching. But I knew more than my mother when it came to math and one day I don't know how the conversation came up, but um I was I guess I was just sick and tired of her comparing herself to me, knowing damn well that what I was doing was way harder than what she had done as a teacher. And I said to her, You don't know what it's like to teach high school kids. You taught a bunch of Country kids that were, you know, uh, you know, first you taught them to read and write and stuff like that. I'm teaching algebra and geometry to a bunch of kids that hate math. And I graduated from college. If I gave you an equation, you wouldn't be able to solve it. And wow, I pissed her off. Boy, did I piss her off. But she, she, being that she was a narcissist, she wasn't going to show her cards. But I could tell that she was pissed off because she said nothing. And I saw it on her face, right? She did the stonewalling thing. I said something to offend her. And, you know, she wasn't going to respond. Um, not that I'm ungrateful. I'm glad she didn't respond back. But that's one, one situation where I just couldn't stand hearing her compare herself to me anymore couldn't do it right um and i mentioned in the beginning of the podcast where i I saw her jealousy really when i was already married to my husband now and we were talking about it because she liked to bring up my past that the mistakes of my past and I'm drawing air quotes in the air here because that was you know those were the ones she wanted reactive abuse she wanted to push my buttons um let's just put it this way I left my house my parents house many times as an adult in a huff without saying anything just picking up my stuff and leaving and just walking out. So there were many times that I did the right thing. Although I should have just permanently walked out many times. That didn't happen until later. Um, but 
we were talking about my husband and I and I was just saying that I was happy with my choice and my husband was such a great person and this and that. Well, she had to find a way to put that down, okay? Because she was jealous and and I believe the reason she was jealous in this case is that maybe many times she wanted to get divorced from my dad. Now remember, narcissists don't love. So she stayed and was married to my dad all those years, but it's not because she loved him. She doesn't know how to. Um, and she saw that I loved my husband. I love my husband. And that was killing her. It was killing her that no matter how hard she tried to make me forcefully stay with my ex, who was abusive, of course, I I didn't. I did the hard thing and I got divorced because I needed to do it for me. And that killed her. That was another reason. I did things that she didn't approve of. I broke free. And I found someone great. I did. Um, My husband is great all around. He's also good looking. Very good looking. Um, As a matter of fact, the reason we even met was because of his looks. Because... I had been dating a very toxic man and I was going to therapy. I was back in therapy at this point and my therapist had told me, well, you're going to break up with so-and-so. Take six months and don't date anybody. Just hang out with girlfriends. Don't date a man because I know now why she said that. When you're in that kind of cycle of going from bad man to bad man to bad man. It's just, it keeps going. Um, You have to stop. You have to stop. Well, I didn't listen. And I went on Match.com, but I wasn't looking for a match or anything. It was, I had blocked my ex-husband from all of my emails. And the only way he could contact me was through Match. He was on Match also. And I told him, I said, I'll check match every day. If you have something that you need to tell me, I will check. And and I did have an email from him, but I was curious because I had like maybe eight or nine emails from other, from men. And I was just, it just curiosity killed the cat. I opened one email random. It wasn't the first, it wasn't the last. It was just one of the emails. And I look at these pictures of this guy and I'm like, I cannot not respond to him. He is too good looking not to respond to. He looked like Superman, right? And that's what people call him or say it all the time. To this day, they still say that to him. Um, so a Christopher Reeves lookalike, the original Superman, you know, from the movies. Um original from the 80s not not the new ones um although the new ones are very good looking but the original one there's no comparison maybe it's because i'm old (laughs) anyway (laughs) 
Um, so, um, that's how I met my husband. And we actually hit it off really, really well right off the bat. And, well, here we are. We're, we're going to celebrate 15 years of marriage in November. Um, but my mother, I mean, this did not make my mother happy. I did all the things that she tried to stop me from doing. She tried to stop me from getting divorced. I mean, she tried, believe me, she tried. Um, she, they even stopped Tom. They wouldn't talk to me after I said, this is over. And I made my, my husband leave. Um, my parents were not talking to me. They didn't talk to me, but they told the family that it was me who wasn't talking to them. That's another, another, for another time. Um, so I did everything that she wished she had the balls to do. It's the only thing I can think of, right? Number one, she didn't want me to be happy and she knew that me getting divorced, it would eventually probably be happy. Number two, I found a great guy. Right, and he was attractive, and he was a great man. There was a lot to be envious of there, okay, there was right. I see it now, like back then, I couldn't look at it that way because why would my mother be envious of me? Why wouldn't she want me to be happy? Well, she didn't, and she was envious, and they are envious, ladies, they are envious of us. If we surpass them in education, in economics, in anything, we're killing them because they don't want us to. They they need to be better, and they're not. My mother was not a highly educated woman, okay, and that's not a big deal. I mean, I don't. Whether you go to college or not is is a personal choice. Going to college doesn't make you more intelligent. It may make you book smart, right? And people who have like masters and PhDs, yeah, okay. They're they're they have a lot of knowledge on a certain subject and they spend a lot of money. Okay, that's how I see it, right? Anyhow, my mom was not she wasn't even that much. My dad tried to lie about her education. It was so funny. The day she died and I walked into the house he was on the phone with the with the um, funeral home, and they, they asked personal questions. And my dad gave me the phone because my dad is a very anxious man. Hey, I wonder why that would be. And he gave me the phone, someone who hadn't spoken to him in over four years, to answer these questions. And I, but when I first came in, I heard him saying, "Bachelor's, yeah." And I was like, "She didn't have no bachelor's degree." I said, okay, I I said she had, her education was in Cuba. I would say it was more equivalent to an associate's. It doesn't really matter either way, but it wasn't a bachelor's degree. My dad was, he didn't know what to say. That's how he is. He's very nervous all the time. Well, he doesn't have anything to be nervous about anymore. Anyway, so I meet this great guy. My life gets really much, much better compared to the way it was before and it was killing her it was killing her and she was I mean I had already been married for years and my mother was still trying to undermine it 
um, say negative things, even if it was stupid. And I was like, whatever. My aunt, she has a sister who lives in Cuba, right? And my my aunt, that aunt that lives in Cuba was the scapegoat of the family. Okay, so I always had a, a connection with her, even though I'd only met her a few times. She was here in the U.S. visiting. And um, apparently, this is what my mother told me. I did not hear this conversation. My mother told me, oh, yeah, your aunt says that that your husband is very attractive, but oh, he's not attractive. He's he's this, 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 and this. And I'm like, I looked at her like, okay, I don't care what you think. You know, it's not you that needs to be attracted to him. It's me. But maybe deep down inside, what she was was jealous, or she was attracted to him, right? Maybe that was it. And my husband hated my mother. She hates a strong word, but he disliked her. He caught on to her garbage real quick, way before I could see it. And my mother was a type that she needed people to, when they said hello to her, to give her a hug and a kiss. And he's not that type of person, especially with someone he doesn't like. So she would get mad and tell me, why doesn't he hug me? And I'm like, because he doesn't hug people. That's it. And I'm not going to tell him anything. Like she wanted me to force him to hug her. It's all very weird. So anyway, that's my story. Um, The whole thing with the conversation with my aunt, I don't know if, if it really happened the way she said it. I'm sure my aunt made that comment, but what comment my mother made in in, res, in response to it is what I'm not sure of. Um, I'm sure that she she just told me that to, to try and put me da- down somehow or make me ashamed or... And I was like, whatever, you know, <laughs> happy. And, and the thing is, I, I said that so many times before she died, before I was no contact, I, I, I kept saying how much I loved him. And how good he was. And then that must have killed her. Without me, I wasn't doing it to kill her. I wasn't doing it to upset her. I was saying it because it was the truth. But now I see that it was very possibly hurting her. You know, killing her to hear me say that. Um, so there's so much. In, like this podcast, I could go on forever. But... Mothers do not want their daughters, narcissistic mothers, do not want their daughters to be pretty, to be attractive to the opposite sex. Um, I'm saying opposite sex because I don't want to get into the complications when it comes to, you know, gay, being gay, because a, a narcissistic mother wouldn't accept a gay daughter. At least mine wouldn't. And I know that for a fact. Because it was a question I asked her once. And she said, for sure, I would not accept you being gay. And so I know that. So they didn't want us to be attractive to the opposite sex. Um, They kept us, at least in my experience... Sex was something that was evil. 
not to be enjoyed by women. Um, if anything, any of you that watch Gilmore Girls, my mother was more Mrs. Kim when it came to sex. Right, her her way of thinking of everything. I mean, Mrs. Kim is the epitome of the exaggerated narcissistic mother because she was very um co they made it very obvious with Mrs. Kim and Emily Gilmore, of course, right? They make it very obvious that they're toxic people. Um I don't think people saw Mrs. Kim as a narcissistic person, but she was so she so was. She was so abusive. She she didn't want her daughter to be American, but they lived in Connecticut, right? She wanted her daughter to be strictly um Seventh-day Adventist, but her daughter didn't want to. She didn't let her daughter listen to music. A very narcissistic mother, very toxic mother. So anyway, my mother wanted me to think of sex in such a negative way that it did affect me very much. Um, sex became something that I was supposed to feel guilty about. And then I married a man who enforced that also. So I lived for many, many years until I turned about 30 where I, where I said to myself, sex isn't dirty. There's nothing wrong with sex, whether it's married or you're having sex when you're not married. There shouldn't be a word for that. It's sex, right? There shouldn't be a distinction in my mind. It's not dirty. I wish I would have had more sex. I wish I would have had those years in my 20s where I was slutty. You know, I wish I had that because I regret not having it. You know, I'm glad I found my husband. Don't don't get me wrong. Those are two separate things. But I wish I'd had that experience because I, I, other things may have gone better for me in that sense. If I had, you know, did not feel guilty about sex. And that's what they do. They don't want you to enjoy yourself. Um... So, yeah, our mothers were envious of us. They didn't want us to be smarter than them or have a better job or have a better husband because that's it. And sometimes they were in competition for the boyfriend you had or the job you had. They tried to compete. But most of the time, they couldn't even get close. I know a lot of you can, can relate to this. And I know that some of you that follow me are psychologists. And you guys know that you've just done so much better than your own mothers. But they're, they're unhappy about it. They don't want you to be better than them. All right, guys. I hope that this was at least informative. Um, the only way to really deal with the jealousy and the competitive nature of our mothers is to not play along, okay? It's just like any other thing with a narcissistic mother. You can't lose if you're not playing, right? So if you don't want to be a part of it, don't, just don't, 
you don't talk about it. You know, if you're still in contact with her, she starts the competitive thing. Or you notice that she's jealous about something. You don't talk about it. Don't respond. That's the only way, right? Silence. Silence is the only thing they understand. Any response is an emotional response is is narcissistic supply. All right, guys. I'm going to go. I've been talking for a long time. I hope this was helpful. I hope it validated you. I think this was more of a validation type of situation so you don't think you're crazy when you feel your mom is jealous of you. She is. That your your feelings are correct. Okay? All right, guys. I love you. And until next time.